everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Should I Call a Therapist? This is Jane Margaret. Today we're going to discuss hotel safety. Uh, we just got back from the Bellagio. We had a great weekend. Um, lost our shirts. But other than that, um, we had a really fun time together. Had good dinners. Went on a ton of really good walks. We did, took the, our walk and then we extended it farther. We went to Slots of Fun. Um, over by Circus Circus, which was, I mean, one of the first places I ever played because they used to have $1 blackjack or $2 blackjack and it was single deck. I mean, the odds were fantastic. And that's where I learned to play. I, um, as a flight attendant later in life, got um, kicked out of there because I was too loud and going crazy at the um, black, I'm sorry, at the, uh, craps table one time. They had a craps table lined up right at the door and the door was like the giant open glass. I mean, it was completely open to the street. So, I mean, I figured being loud was okay, but they asked me, please, will you leave? So I did. And we went and revisited that. That was fun. And, um, our room at the Bellagio was on this floor called the Stay Well floor. There were two floors in the Bellagio that have our, in our particular tower of the Bellagio, that have this designation of stay well. And I guess what it is, is air purification. Um, They say that the water has less chlorine in it from the shower. And um, they also had, they said the bed was enhanced, like an enhanced mattress, and then um, a white noise machine. We didn't use any of those amenities. And um, if you were given the chance, like if you were booking at the Bellagio and you were given the chance to supposedly upgrade your room to the stay well, I wouldn't even bother. It didn't seem like, I don't know if it cost extra or not. Um, Our room was comped. So um, I'm not positive if you have to pay extra for that. I, if you did, I would not do it. It did, I didn't understand. I mean, I guess if you wanted a white noise machine, that would be good. I sleep with earplugs, so I don't hear anything anyway. And I think the white noise would end up distracting me because I don't sleep with that at home. So anyway, that was that. Um, told you we took our walks. We did go to CVS. We got our wine and we watched the fountains and... Everything was great. It was a little bit cold, a little bit rainy, but that's okay. We were kind of expecting that, so we couldn't go to the pool or anything, but um, that's when we filled in the day with the walks. Normally, we don't go on that many walks or that long of a walk, so that was kind of fun. What I want to tell you about, though, is on Friday night. Friday night, we um, go to dinner. I don't really remember, but I think we went to dinner. Oh, yeah, we went to a great dinner at the Mayfair Supper Club. And we did not go inside to the actual dinner show that they offer there. But instead, we sat in the bar, which is really cute. And they had a DJ, which um, played great music. And it was so fun to people watch. And then the food is still the same as you go that you get from if you go into the show. Um, it was great. We had, that was real great. Then we gambled, played, had fun. I got tired and decided to, um, 
go to bed probably about 10.30, 10.45, their time. And then um, Bryce came up shortly after. When I came upstairs, I can't answer for him because I wasn't there with him. But when I came upstairs, there was no one in the hallway. It uh, The one thing about that floor is it's a pretty quiet floor. And it seemed, I mean, I saw people in the hall walking up or down the hall coming and going from the elevator. But overall, it was a pretty quiet, restrained floor. I don't think they put the party crowd on that kind of floor, on the stay well floor. And uh, I went to the room, closed the door, went inside, got ready for bed, got in bed. And usually I listen to a podcast before I go to sleep. So I listened to something and um, was quickly asleep. I was so exhausted. And um, shortly after Bryce came up, he got ready for bed. He watched TV or um, watched something on his iPad. And then he went to bed too. Four, so, and he came up probably about 10, let's say 11.30. So before midnight, we were both out. 4.30 in the morning, there is a knock on our door. And the knock is, I can hear it in my mind and I'm going to try to describe it. The knock sounded like metal on our door. So it wasn't someone's fist. And it wasn't um, like a key card. It was it was distinct metal signed, and or, or I'm sorry, metal um, object knocking on the door, and it would go boom, 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 and then a long silence, long to where I thought, oh, good, they're gone, and then boom, 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 and then a long silence, and boom, boom, boom. They knocked four times with that long silence in between. And what I didn't know, because I had my earplugs in, is that in the silence, they were actually saying service, guest service, or something to that effect. Guest service, or service. And so I turned to Bryce and, what is that? And I said, is someone at our door? And he said, yes, someone, yes. And I said, it's terrifying. And he said, I know. And then the noise of that metal against our door and with the force that they were using was, I mean, it got into my um, body. Like I could just feel it. And I was so tense and terrified. Normally, like if housekeeping, if it was the middle of the day and we were taking a snooze, if housekeeping knocked on the door, I would say, can you come back? And so my immediate instinct was to say, can you come back? And I don't know what made Bryce remind me, but Bryce said, stay quiet, be quiet. And I hadn't said anything yet, but he reminded me to stay quiet and stay in in the bed. So I did, and he did too. Both of us were silent. And so they do the four rounds of knocking. And I guess then finally got all the way silent, no more knocking. We didn't hear any more knocking up or down the hall. And Bryce goes and looks out the peephole, and there's no one there, so he can't see. And um, and he didn't open the door or do anything like that. He did pull up the handle, because I guess that's an extra layer of security. You You flip that latch, and then you also can pull up on the handle, and then that locks it into a locked position where no key, even a even a universal key would not work into the lock. Um, so he did that. He had not remembered to do it when he first came in, but when he went to the peephole, he saw that he hadn't done it, 
and then engage that lock. The I said, should I call down to the front desk? And he's like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And I said, I'm going to do it because what if they're, I, I, I have to do it. So I called down to the front desk and I said, um, hi, um, and I mean, they already know who's calling because, you know, they know what room number is calling to the front desk. And yes, ma'am, may I help you? And I said, yes, I just want to let you know there's a um, stranger on the floor, on our floor, knocking randomly on doors. Oh, okay. Thank you for calling. And then she hung up and I didn't feel great about her response, but I don't know what she was exactly supposed to say because I'm sure they're trained to not be alarmed. So then they don't alarm a guest, but I have to tell you, we were absolutely terrified. And had we opened the door or had I screamed out and then they'd know there was a woman inside, what would have happened? And we don't know. I mean, we can only guess that we were, you know, going to get robbed or something. And what we also decided was, I mean, in a hotel room in the Bellagio, or regardless of the Bellagio, but in a hotel room in Las Vegas, you can assume someone's going to have money with them. Whether it's $100 or a million dollars, that is yet to be seen. But even to get $100, I mean, a thief might want $100. Who knows? So that, uh, we just feel like we must have been about to get robbed. Had we been hurt or something in addition to that happened, we have no idea. But it was absolutely terrifying and nothing like that has ever happened. It was so odd because I had just listened to um, a podcast. This is probably in early to... um, It was either late November or early December. Heather McDonald on her podcast did a whole, um, it might have been an Instagram. Well, first she did an Instagram story and then um, talked about it on her podcast about how someone did that to her in the middle of the day. And with her, they had seen, she thinks that they had seen her um, assistant leave the room. And then she did not follow that. She didn't, when her assistant left the room. She did not get up and follow her out the door. So the door was not even latched with the top lock. That doesn't, I mean, the person outside the door doesn't know that, but she knew it. And so that scared her. And, um, she did answer the door when the person knocked and they said hotel service. And she said, I didn't ask for anything. And I said, Oh, we have your towels. And she said, great, then just leave them there. I'll get them in a minute. And um, then she never opened the door until 30 minutes later or longer. And then she opened the door. And, of course, there were no towels there. She called down to the front desk, and she was furious. She was absolutely furious. That's, I mean, rightly so. It's a, a security breach is terrifying. And in our instance at the Bellagio, they make such a... Um, a a, um, I don't know what the right word is, but they make such a um, point to ask for your room key uh, and show your room key as you're walking um, to the elevator. However, they have room key printers at the elevators, and they also have room key printers when you first walked in, walk in the ho- um, hotel at reception. 
Because if you do a mobile check-in, then you can have your key reprinted. So you could pick up a blank key. It wouldn't have to have our um, code. Like They wouldn't be able to access a room. But if they needed to show a key card, I mean, they're right there accessible. There's, there's a stack of them in those two locations. So that isn't all that safe. And um, to pretend like you have security measures, you know, when I called down to the front desk and said, I just want to let you know someone was on our floor, I immediately I said to Bryce, the um, cameras are everywhere. Um, so they'll be able to not send necessarily security up, but they can access the camera and then look on our floor and see if there's a stranger on our floor. Um, so I, I felt good about that. So that was good. And then the other thing that we were thinking, and this is the, so a couple of things, I guess in this instance, you're not supposed to say anything, which I really am glad we didn't because I didn't want anyone to know we were even in the room or what gender um, was represented in the room, et cetera. So that was great. Or if we sounded scared or if we sounded um, vulnerable, then I, I just didn't like that. The second part is that we had, and something we thought about later, was on that night we had the do not, I put it out, the do not disturb sign on the door. And my point was to not be woken up by housekeeping in the morning. So I was thinking that, oh, this will be great. I'll put this do not disturb sign. Then we can just sleep in. We don't have the dog here. We have no reason to wake up. It'll be so great to not have anyone knocking on our door. Now we're wondering, did that give an indication that that room was inhabited? And probably the people were back from gambling in the casino that evening by having the do not disturb sign out. Um, All things to think about. When I was talking to my sister about this, she was saying that she just had that thought recently as a flight attendant to no longer put the do not disturb sign on her door. And I think that's so weird that she had just thought of that. And then this happened. I mean, we were, we were genuinely scared, um, a little rattled. And, um, obviously, I mean, thank God nothing happened. I'm so glad to report nothing happened to us. Um, and that we know of nothing happened to anybody else on our floor. But, um, you got to really watch out. I mean, people are desperate nowadays um, to get a quick buck. And I don't think they care how much you have. I think if they had $50, $100, they'd be just as happy as, I mean, obviously they'd love a bunch. But, I mean, a lot can be done even with 100 So, anyway, that is my safety PSA for today. And I hope all of you are doing well. Um, Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to y'all soon. Stay safe. Okay, bye.